Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I presume Johnny, triple captainship active. Hello everybody, my name's James, welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents and on this week's COTC we're looking forward to a big double game week encounter for both of our correspondents today. Firstly, let me introduce you to our Manchester City correspondent, Johnny Pringle, how are you Johnny? Yes, good, thanks James, thanks for having me on again. You're very welcome pal, and our Brentford correspondent Tom Medzi, how are you Tom? Yeah, good mate, not bad at all, thank you. Good stuff. I'm very aware that everyone wants to talk FPL assets and we will get get through coverage of them. But firstly, Johnny, how well is City playing at the moment? Yeah, good. Probably the best we've played at any point this season. Ten wins on the spin now in all competitions. Players coming back fit. De Bruyne, Haaland back. So, yeah, it's looking good. Everybody fit. How big of a difference is that and how much of a headache is it to the rest of us who want to pick players? Well, it seemed like everyone was fit. Kovacic and Bardiol haven't been in training today. But okay. Yeah, as of the weekend, everyone was fit. And yeah, I think it, it does make a difference because all of a sudden the bench just looks just a lot a lot heavy again. Yeah, and you see that usage even against Everton on, on Saturday in terms of the artillery you brought on, right? Yeah. So we are pre-recording this on Monday night. You're going to be, when this goes out, Johnny, I believe probably in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, I'm going tomorrow. So when's it going out, this? Uh, well, Tuesday lunchtime, it should probably already be in Denmark, I should imagine. You're obviously going for the, the Champions League tie in Copenhagen. Do you think part of Pep's selection on Saturday was with Tuesday in mind, considering the second leg falls in between United and Liverpool? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You could tell that from um, the lineup how he rested De Bruyne, Bernardo. Um, Diaz was rested as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, I think so. I presume even having one at Tottenham, that's all the hoodoo's done now as well. Yeah. So that was a good this... day. We've achieved everything now. <laughs> Foregone conclusion, treble incoming again, right? <laughs> I don't know. Too early to say at the moment. Who... I, I tell you what I am interested to know, though. Who are you more bothered by at the moment in terms of concern? Is it Liverpool or Arsenal? Liverpool. Because? just because of the whole cultish sort of behaviour that they've got and the fact that it's Klopp's last season and they'll probably conjure up some voodoo at Anfield somewhere along the way, including it, us. In, in fairness, Arsenal could have been out of this two weeks ago and they feel very much still in it, right? Yeah, they do. Arsenal have sort of been weird. They've sort of come and gone. And then when they... I think it was when they lost to West Ham, you just sort of looked at them and thought, mm, they don't seem serious this season. But they have looked really good the last two games. And yeah, I did sit up and sort of take notice again yesterday. So you can't rule either out. But um, again, it's just like the pedigree of Liverpool. They've been there and done it and taken us right to the wire. Arsenal just quite didn't last year. So I think it's probably the history of it as well. 
is there is there a little bit in that as well that you've still got to go to Anfield, whereas you've got Arsenal yeah. at home? Yeah, definitely. And I think that will be big, actually. I think in all of the title races we've had against Liverpool, we've always played at the Etihad second. Um, we've always gone to Anfield quite early in the season. So, um, yeah, I think it, I think that might be telling. Okay. Tom, how do you see the title race at the minute? Uh, I still think it's all through. I mean, the, yeah, the Arsenal result against Liverpool, obviously, the other day was was the big one. But I still think it's City's. City's in hand, I think. I, although I know Liverpool got a little bit of advantage, just, they just you get into the run, and especially with all the players back, I don't. You just see it just like impervious when it comes towards the end. It's just they got these mad runs, and I think you're, I think it's going to be between Liverpool and City, like Johnny said. But I think Arsenal will have a blip, and there'll be a result in there which will be a bit dodgy, and no one's expecting. If that makes sense, whereas Man City and Liverpool, they just always look unbeatable towards the end of the season. So I don't think Johnny, I spoke to any neutral in the last couple of weeks who doesn't think you'll win it again. Well, yeah, like Tom says, it's just it's lining up, isn't it, for that classic sort of city run. So it's just whether we can go on it or not. And if we do, then we'll we'll win it. Challenging run between sort of now and sort of Villa coming in thirty one, though, isn't it? It's a tough run. Yeah. yeah, it is. Both of our sort of all of our tough fixtures have sort of come in two bunches this season. So I think we're we're better placed for this run than we were the one in November, December, where we seem to draw every game. But, um, yeah, we'll see how we go on. And, Tom, we've been a bit worried about you at times this season, but you yourselves also beginning to get players back fit. And, obviously, the talisman is back up front, isn't he? And I'm not talking about Neil Morpé. OK, oh, right, yeah. No, no, he's he's back. And, um, yeah, banging bagging goals like he's never been been away. So, yeah, yeah massive. Like a, a big win at Wolves at the weekend. Me and Johnny can both testify. If you don't get it right there, you're liable to get turned over. It's obviously two wins since Tony's been back and kind of the, the two you maybe were the targeting points in. You've got the six points. Do you feel like you you kind of edge clear of of trouble a bit? Yeah, I mean, what's that? The fourth time we've played Wolves this year already and it's the first time we've actually beaten them. So um, I was hoping for a draw, to be honest, because Wolves have just been playing so well. And then, yeah, we just turned up and didn't have any possession and just managed to... Well, to be honest, I didn't have any possession, but I thought we played quite well. It's much better than we played in recent weeks. And there's actually a fit team that have started to play together because it was always the team would sort of get together, then one player would get injured, or the team was sort of as it was, and then we'd have one player introduced, and it just and there never was a time where there was an eleven together. <clears throat> and I think now we've got maybe barring like a right wing back and and Brian and Bumo, it's it's pretty much almost their full strength now, I'd say. Yeah, obviously this will be back this week. Yeah, as he'll well. be back. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um whether he comes back into the team straight away, I don't know, to be honest. So um but again, yeah, like he'll be rotating, obviously, him more pay. Uh in Bumo when he comes well, hopefully he'll be back fit soon and that'd be that'd be very nice. The main man up front, Tony, though, will not get rotated though, is it? How big of a psychological difference does it make? Just knowing he's there. I think Massive, because I think a lot of people were taking the mick out of like, oh, we made this huge deal when he came back and and all of that. But we were in, I think what a lot of people didn't see as is we were in such a bad run of form. And everyone's saying at the start of the season, you know, it's going to be the three promoted teams that are going down. But obviously Luton have been playing a lot better and it was getting a bit nerve wracking. Like I'm, as you know, I'm usually the eternal optimist. And even I was going like, oh, we need to actually get some points on the board because it's getting a bit scary. And um, just having him back and just using that as a catalyst to go like, the team is back rather than just being him. It was like he could be the catalyst to get the team back playing together. And, and to be honest, 
since he's been back. I think the three games we've had since he's been back, he's we've looked a lot better as a team. He's got three and four, I think, hasn't he? It's just City didn't score against, I think. Just City didn't score against, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you learn, uh, Tom, from the fact you're obviously about to play City again after Liverpool? What what do you learn from the fact that you've only played them last week? So like, oh God, let's get this out of the way. Or or do you, is there anything you take from last week to give you give you confidence? Um, to honest, I, I annoying. I thought we played really well against City. Like we played as well as we could have played. Um, like obviously the goalkeeper what, he made twelve saves in the first half. It's just one of those where that's technically much a fair team for the season, isn't it? More than likely, yeah. He's he's probably scuffed a few into the back of his own net a few times now. But no, to honest, I, I mean laughing and joking he's been last three games he's looked so much better and um uh, there's not really much i don't know i'm sure obviously frank will do what he does with the team but is there much you can really do it's one of those especially with like i mean you're talking about sort of like brentford as well like the quality you're up against is just incredible all we have to do is look at the bench and what comes on you look at our bench and it's got what four under 18s on it and uh you know it's 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 a different level but I, i guess for us it's sort of you know if we can do what we did again last week and hope we get a little bit luckier maybe you never know but it's, it's definitely one of those where it's uh you're up against formidable opponents and you've got to sort of hide under the sofa and hope for the best yeah that's it i mean i've watched both your last two games johnny and i agree with tom i actually didn't think brentford played badly against you i just thought just the level above quite honestly and then on saturday obviously everton put in a great defensive display they couldn't really do a lot with it but kept you at bay for long periods, whereas obviously you'd had so many efforts and goal against Brentford, but you just find a way, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we got exactly what we expected against Brentford, just really stubborn defence and Pep went all out attack, didn't he, with everyone on the pitch and they must have identified Flecken as a weakness because we we don't shoot that often Mm. from outside the box and credit to Flecken for obviously keeping us out for that long, but then eventually it did just tell. And um, yeah, the quality in the second half got us over the line, but there was still some hairy moments. With Everton on Saturday, I felt like it was just Pep set up that he got wrong, tweeted that Akanji sort of inverting from left back and then Nunes and Alvarez as number eight just didn't feel right. All of a sudden going from De Bruyne and Foden in there to being Nunes and Alvarez didn't seem right for the first half. And I was never worried because I thought that obviously you would change it. De Bruyne came on, Walker came on. So Foden came inside and we looked a lot better. So I think um, that's what he's got to sort of stick with. And your own big man up front, he's back now. None of that. He looks lackadaisical. He's in front of goal and finishing again. I presume, Johnny, triple captainship active? Yeah, yeah, it is already active. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's primed for it, to be fair. Like I say, with... With KDB back, I think that is what makes Haaland the sort of like beast that he was last season. I think he has sort of come down a level and become a mere mortal maybe this season without De Bruyne. But um, with De Bruyne there, he just gets so many chances. And like I say, with Foden behind him as well. Um, yeah, it is primed and perfectly timed. Hypothetical one for you. But after you go 3-0 up in Denmark, he comes off injured with a bit of a niggle and looks like maybe he might miss the weekend. What do you do from the chip perspective? What if what if suddenly there's a doubt about him for whatever reason? Would you think I'm gonna I'm gonna go and stick it on De Bruyne because this is the best city city double they'll have or a Foden or alternative? Or would you just back off from it, do you think? 
Don't know, actually, because I just hadn't thought that. So maybe that's something I, I need to think of. Instinct would probably say, I don't know, back off and stick it on Solanke in 28. I don't know. You'd obviously have to see what the injury news was like. I'd, I'd be hesitant against playing it on another City player. Um, maybe De Bruyne if I had him. But, um, yeah, it'd certainly throw the jitters off up me to take it off Harlan. Different question, just a hypothetical, and this is part leading to best assets. If Holland was out this week for the whole game week and you weren't going to use your triple captaincy, who do you think you'd captain? Maybe a Liverpool player, maybe Jota or Darwin. So you wouldn't think Alvarez through the middle as a nine go down that route? Yeah, maybe. If Holland was injured, you maybe bring Alvarez back in. But Tom, you've got it active on Tony, I presume. Absolutely, I'm I'm 50-50 between Mark Flecken and Ivan Tony, but it'll probably stay with Ivan Tony. Makes more sense. But Tom, none of us know if you're being serious on it. No, it's on it's on Harland, obviously. Um, Is it really? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been toying with paper on Jota and stuff, but it's just like just just don't go against don't go against the robot. It just you don't. I don't want that misery in my life. But he's never scored against you, Tom, in his whole two, <laughs> two games. Like, it's a what's, stretch of 20 what, games or what, something. What's the other game? Chelsea, though, isn't it? So Chelsea. And I, yeah, I, I want to say four against them. He, he's only scored in one of the three games against Chelsea as well. I, I saw someone tweet that the other day, that it's five games against Chelsea and Brentford. Holland only scored in one of them. But didn't he get 17 points at Stamford Bridge, Johnny? I mean, a, like that would do, wouldn't it? Something Did like it? that, wasn't it? Oh, didn't he? He must have got, yeah, maybe he got two assists. It was the one fluky one for Rodri's, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And he scored. He scored. You know, he scored twice, didn't he? he? Scored a penalty, and there was the one he scrambled over the line when they were checking if it hit the back of his yeah, arm. Yeah, of course. Oh uh, yeah. When, I'll it, take, when I'll, it went over the line, I'll take a seventeen pointer at Chelsea and a two pointer at Brentford. That's absolutely fine by me. I mean, to be honest, that uh, yeah, that our nineteen points now sign me up. That would do absolutely fine. I, I think we'd probably settle with that. The thing is with him though, Johnny, he's so capable of. Going mad, mad, isn't he? I, I always say home games, I just don't want to argue with him. I said that if it was Liverpool and Arsenal at home for you this week, I'd triple captain him because it's two home games. Yeah, it is just that ceiling. And that's what you look for with the triple captain, isn't it? Just sort of that excitement of it's the one time in a season where you're putting it on a player that could go mad. And Haaland is exactly that, like I say, at home with De Bruyne back. Yeah. So, so what city are you going into this double with, Johnny? Um, I've got Foden and Haaland at the moment. Um, I was eyeing up a defender, a Raquel Walker. Um, but depending on the Trent injury news, I might try and get De Bruyne. It'd probably be for me, because I'm kind of similar boat. I've got Alvarez as well at the moment. And I'm Have you? pretty much well aware that Alvarez probably isn't going to start twice. But I can't be certain that De Bruyne gets more minutes than him. Um, so I don't know about flipping it, but it does feel like a, a power move. It probably takes a minus eight that includes removing Alvarez, obviously, for me to put De Bruyne in. But I can go something like Alvarez to Nunes, Palmer to De Bruyne, and then maybe even a Brentford defender, whisper it quietly, Tom. Um, I just about got the budget to to do that. But that feels heavy, doesn't it? Minus eight to get De Bruyne in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did Alvarez. I held Alvarez right up until the point that I thought Harlan would start. I then just flipped them. I didn't want to sort of hold them both because I thought that as soon as Harlan's back, Alvarez just becomes a, I don't know, his value as an FBL asset just drops off, doesn't it? But 
Yeah, I did know. De Bruyne has a ceiling as well, so he could blow that minus eight out of the water. But I know what you mean. It's, it feels like a lot of manoeuvring, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, what, what should owners and non-owners be thinking about the benching at the weekend? I know you said it was part with Tuesday's game in Copenhagen in mind, but there was also this quote from Pep that said that he, he really wanted to use him late in the game. Yeah. Should should we read anything into that? Don't know. Maybe maybe it was the classic um just try and get the game won without him if if you can and then just just chuck him on. Obviously give him a rest ahead of Tuesday. Um I, I think I think his minutes are looking good. I think um certainly in the bigger games, if certainly think he'll start against Chelsea, he'll start against United in twenty seven. And um he might get a rest in one of Brentford or Bournemouth, but I don't know, he's just so important to us. And he's come back looking so fit. I know Pep was talking about him not lasting 90 and stuff, but what what was the game? It was Burnley, wasn't it, where he, he played the full game or effectively the full game. So um, he is looking fresh. Yeah, I mean, he came on against my team in the cup game before that. I know it was only 20 minutes, but he didn't look like anything other than just peak Kevin De Bruyne yeah. to me. So... Yeah, of serious interest. Where would you park his expected minutes over the double, Johnny? Somewhere like around 150, 160. And Alfred? I don't know. Again, this is where I struggle with City because my personal bias sort of takes hold here and I don't think Alvarez has played well since he's gone into midfield again. So I would rather De Bruyne just start twice. But like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if Alvarez started one. But if it was saying De Bruyne starts maybe like 150, 160, I wouldn't be surprised if Alvarez maybe started with him against Brentford and we went for a similar setup in the away game. So I'd expect Alvarez to get at least 100 as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my thinking as well. And I think, well, if I expect that, I probably don't move him. I just, I just run with it for now, I think. Yeah. What would you say to someone, Johnny, who was thinking about moving Foden to De Bruyne? No, you gotta you gotta keep Foden. It's it's really it's a lottery depending on where he plays. And I think this is why many, including myself, made obviously it's easy with hindsight the mistake of benching him against Brentford. Because obviously I think it his capabilities in FBL asset massively depends on where he plays. Behind the striker, he's absolutely brilliant. One of the probably the best value assets in the game. But when he shoved out wide, he was just nowhere near the goal on Saturday until Walker came on. So yeah, and that, that's, that's why I said there's a there's a correlation with Walker if he has to play on the right, isn't there? Because basically, yeah. if it's a Stones or Lewis or something else behind him, he's got to hold that touchline, isn't it? If yeah. Walker's there, subject to how you want to play, if Walker's bombing on, he can still get into the 10 positions from the right, can't he? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly that tactic. Yeah, Tom, what city you got? Harland and Foden for myself as well. So, and yeah, I was, I was tempted to contemplate the Walker move until obviously he got uh benched on the weekend. So, I'm now not really sure where to go with the third one, but yeah. I'll take Lots it. De Bruyne's off the table for you. No, I've got the money to go from Saka to De Bruyne straight up. But yeah, Saka against Burnley after scoring two. I'm yes, just... don't don't ask someone who just sold Bakaya Saka. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, I benched him this week, so could be worse. <laughs> well, now you've still got him. I think I'm worse <laughs> off, mate. <laughs> Would you consider that, Johnny? Saka to De Bruyne? No, I don't think so. 
I suppose there's others, aren't there? Like Bowen to De Bruyne, that sort of thing might be tempting. If people can do the one that I'd said, maybe even now flip, if the money was there, if people have held for Salah, maybe like Palmer to De Bruyne now. Yeah. Would, well, would the, be tempting, I think. Yeah, I mean, the fall guy for me, if Trent is injured, would be Gordon. Okay, Even yeah, it makes sense. Former. So I think it's players like that. But um, no, I think Saka's your bread and butter. You wouldn't buy Alvarez at this stage, would you, Johnny? No, I think he's a no, no buy. So Haaland, near enough a must, basically. Yeah. De Bruyne, yes, if you can. Foden, you want. If people were saying money's no object, buy De Bruyne or Foden, where would you tell people to put your money? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, money was no object. I don't know. I, I think the I think the doubts over where Foden plays probably level out sort of De Bruyne's almost like I say lack of goal threat. Do you know what I mean? How how he can sometimes just end up dropping deep, being yeah. like the quarterback role, but then sometimes he can find himself in the box. I'd probably have them a level pegging, to be honest, if you took the money out. That makes Foden the better asset then, doesn't it? Yeah. Because because of the, the the sheer drop in price between the two. So I think Tom, Johnny, wants to know what the thinking is here with Carl Walker and the fact there's been a couple of benchings lately. You said yourself you're considering Walker versus Aki. What what is what is it that the deliberation is exactly for you? I think like that basically. I think um I think Walker has been seen as the sort of like steady asset. He started every game up until Burnley and then all of a sudden he's been benched two out of three. I think maybe his I think there's probably a couple of things in there, probably his attitude. Um obviously with all the off pitch stuff has maybe led to that. Um I also think just a Kanji coming back. I think it was a matter of time until a Kanji and Stones were fit and would challenge him. And um, I just think Ake has been arguably our best defender for the last 12 months, most consistent defender. Um, he's always had the biggest goal threat. He got the winner against Dulop. He got an assist at the weekend. He just always seems to be the goal threat from corners. So if there is a little bit of deliberation over... Walker's um, expected minutes. I am tempted by Ake. If Ake's that important, he'll play in Copenhagen, play against Chelsea and get rested against Brentford, will he? It'll be wow. his turn. That's the you problem, isn't it? That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. And that's when you swing back to Walker and think, well, actually, look at how good we were when Walker came on and played that right wing role. Everyone knows what they're getting into with, with City defence. You can't complain. But you'd probably get out the three fixtures across 25 and 26. You'd You'd be unlucky to get less than two out of the three. Yeah, that's kind of the unspoken bit as well. The fact that you go to Bournemouth in 26. I know everyone wants their player to play twice in 25, but most people are going to need the appearance in 26 even more so, right? Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm thinking. That's why I was thinking a City defender. Because like I say, you just get that one in 26 as a bit of a bonus. And then, yeah. Tom, did that help? We'll say yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it probably did to be fair because I didn't even think about Aki. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not, I think a lot of people just gone, oh, it's Carl Walker sort of thing because he's played so many games and you sort of haven't even looked at any other defenders. So, yeah, actually, I can I can have a look now and just make that decision and end up buying uh, Sergio Regulon instead. Yeah. I'd, r- I'd rather go Aki, personally, <laughs> just because there's way more chance of knocking out that 15-pointer than there is with Kyle. That, that would be 
my take personally is also 0.5 cheaper and i do realize with aki that it could be suddenly something gets in pep's head and he's not playing at all whereas i know there will at least be minutes for walker but i'd rather chase that upside a little surprised though johnny that diaz not in your thoughts what's what's the thinking behind that i think again like his expected minutes haven't been as solid as he have been in the past he hasn't been as good this season as he has been in the past as well so uh, that's why I think Ake has been our most consistent defender. Well, Diaz's form has been sketchy. Um, Stones has been injured. Akanji's been injured. Ake's just been there the whole way through. So I think it'd be harsh to drop him. I think the only way he gets sort of gets taken out of the team is for a, a rest. Yeah. But um, yeah, another thing to keep an eye on today is apparently Vardiol missed training today before the Champions League game to get 50 minutes with the press only and he wasn't pictured so might worth keeping an eye on that because if and Vardy... you said Kovacic as well didn't you yeah if Vardiol yeah. is all of a sudden injured for a week or two then that basically locks Ake in because he'd have to play left back what's what's the impact of of Kovacic does that mean you will definitely have someone step out into midfield be it Stones or Kanji or even Rico Lewis perhaps or is it just funding in sort of Bernardo Silva into that role? Maybe one of the two. Depends what he likes this season. Yeah. Kovacic has played well recently, to be fair. So that'll be a it'll be a bit of a miss tomorrow. But yeah, he'll go for one of the two. You might have Stone stepping up. He might just play Lewis or Bernardo in midfield. You're right. I take it's too early to consider Stones for FPL. Yeah, probably. And those who want Edison because they, they hate this chat. Don't mind it. Again, but just Prepare yourself for the pain of owning Edison. I've been there, and he's still not completely off the off the menu for me. Um, he, he surely doesn't get rotated here, does he? No, no, you wouldn't think so. I can't, I can't think because of Brentford's aerial as well. He wouldn't leave him out in a game like that, would he? Like like West Ham United at home. Surely he he'd see the threat of set plays and go, yeah, I'm definitely going to play Edison, right, Johnny? Yeah, the one game we kept defeated. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he's a solid pick, and yeah, he looks good until someone trickles over a constellation goal in the ninety second minute. If you'd have owned him against Burnley, oh my god, I think I would have thrown my phone at the TV screen. Was that the night everyone benched Walker? Was it? Was that game? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then, um, and again this weekend, getting Saliba's points, but that's a different discussion, isn't it? Yes. Um, I take it, therefore, Johnny, based on these discussions, if you were free hitting this week, De Bruyne, Foden, Haaland. Yeah. Okay. Tom, you in agreement with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, KDB will be. I'll, I'm going to see what I can do, but it'll be. It'll be. It'll be. Might be a. Might be a minus four in there for him. Personally, I think closure on the City defenders. I'd want to punt Nathan Aki. I think based on what you said, Johnny, that there's just there's just the best upside on that. <laughs> I think, and it'll be what it'll be. Uh, Tom, what Brentford's in at the moment? Uh, Flecken and Tony. So how quickly did you get Tony back? Uh, only last week, only this week. So first, you didn't yeah. get him for the, the, the guaranteed goal against Forest? No, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I, there was a way like I couldn't get him straight back in, because uh, which was, oh yeah, because um, I had to take out Watkins for him. And luckily I kept him in for that beautiful, big, big haul. Uh, but yeah, um, Against Sheffield United, but it was, yeah, it was either take uh, Watkins out against Sheffield United and get Tony in, or 
hold off for one more week. So I've kept him, got in this week. Does he look at 100% to you now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... I, mean, I, think, I, think finished, I think it's fair to say he was blowing extremely hard against Forrest in that first game, which is understandable. Forrest looked not so good. Um, but yeah, since then, he just looks better and better. I mean, what like there's just the little things that he does that sort of just like you sort of... You don't realise, obviously, when you do FPL, because obviously not many people watch Brentford. The City game, maybe, like the way he sort of turns his body to let more pay him for the goal. Like, you know, he he they're all looking at him and no one's looking at more pay. And then obviously the finish against Wolves was ridiculous. Like, I think yeah, it's one it of those where so easy. Yeah, I think it's one of those where people look at it and go, oh yeah, he's just tapped in, but no way, that's a, such a such a tough goal to finish. So yeah, he's looking really, really good. His hold-up plays on tactic as always and just, yeah, he's looking looking right on it. So yeah, definitely, definitely easy to buy him at the moment for me. I take it, if, I'm just trying to think here. If you were free hitting this week, it's probably Holland Nunes, Tony front free, isn't it? I, yeah, probably got to be, isn't it? I mean, obviously we we talked about Alvarez, but you're going to get 180 minutes out of Tony. That's the benefit, and you're going to be have him on penalties. And it's one of those where he's proven over what the last two seasons that he can score against anybody. So he he is he is that threat, and I think it's one of those where yeah, obviously ridiculously tough games against Liverpool and City. But they've not kept the most clean sheets this season. No one's kept any clean sheets this season. So it's one of those where he all he has to do is pop up one goal. And um, yeah, you're laughing, really. thing is, though, I, the most I've put is it's not Tony's playing City-Liverpool because I, I love that, you know, a, a talisman forward who's going to get sort of circa 180 minutes in a double. And I think yeah. you could expect sort of 175 probably. Yeah. And that, that's great. Not a problem. It's also the after, though, because unless you're free hitting in 29, there's no way you're selling him. No, I, and then I the fixtures got... aren't good, are they? They're not awful, though, are they? Well, West Ham United away looks a little bit better after Sunday, admittedly. We are yeah. recording prior to Chelsea's game at Crystal Palace, but we always beat Chelsea, so that's fine. Away, not necessarily yeah, at that's home. True. Um, but I'm, it's, I think, and, I and then it's Arsenal away. Arsenal, I think Arsenal's a tough one, but I think in all of those games last season, we've scored at least one or two in every single one, and all you need is to score one, really. Or you need to score one in a one 0 win, and you get bonus points. Even times, even if he, even if we lose, you're going to get bonus points from him just the way he sort of passes and holds up the ball. He just always seems to be in and around bonus unless he gets himself booked. Then after Burnley, United yeah. at home, Brighton and Villa is another tough three. It's a really tough run. And if we remove, we can say Tony, yet yeah, cool, talisman, yeah. no problem. But if we then move that conversation onto the rest of your players, yeah, sure, this becomes awkward, doesn't it? Because There's... that's a tough run for everybody else in the squad. Yeah, definitely. I think the nice thing about a lot of the players in the squad at the moment is they could quite easily be benched. So you've got like your Pinnocks and your Regulons at what, 4.5 and 4.4. You've got Flecken at 4.5 if you did want to go down that route. I would advise against it because it's, it's probably even worse than only Edison this year. Um, and there is there is a few midfielders that you could go down. Like Jensen's obviously pretty cheap. Um but I mean, again, I don't know whether you really want to go down that route, but it's one of those where there's probably better midfielders at that price. But if you want, if you really want to steam in some for the double and you need some for the blank, he's not awful. Uh, other than that, but um, so Flecken, yeah, is a no for you, Jeremy, even though you own. <laughs> no, I just want to, I mean, it's the same as Rare last year. And I think, sorry, so he's been a lot, lot better last three games. He looks so much more confident. And, and the, I think now he's actually playing in front of a known quantity in front of him. 
he looks a lot better. I mean, the save he made against Neto on the weekend was outstanding. Brilliant save. And, you know, there was even like, you know, it's one of those where he's got so much bad press. And after the game, Brentford were even tweeting like, you know, man of the match performance, like a pre- like Mark Fleck and appreciation posts and stuff like that. And he's, I think it's one of those where maybe it's just taking him time to settle in. But while he was Bundesliga Golden Glove winner two years in a row, last two seasons, he's not just all of a sudden gone really, really shit. <laughs> um, can, can I just point out, he's, he's, he's got more FPL points than Edison. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, I mean, save point against save points maybe, but uh, it's not, I don't, I, I don't hate it. I mean, it's one of those players that, you, again, you can put him in, have him for the double, have him for 29. I mean, obviously 29 against Burnley's not bad, bad game to have. As, as a single game week when it's massive blank and obviously a double against those two teams. Yeah, he might ship maybe two or three goals in both those games, but he's going to make a absolute hell load of saves because it's just going to be constant, constant shooting against us. So I'm guessing by the sounds of what you're saying, you would prefer to go a defender rather than Flecken. If you were free hitting this week, yeah. do you think you'd add anything to Tony? I completely get that you'd put Tony in. Do you think you'd add anything else, Brentford, if you were in that scenario? I probably would go Flecken in goal because you're going to want... Just because I think, well, you're not going to go for Edison because I feel like what Johnny said, the three Man City attackers are better. Liverpool could almost be similar where you're going to have probably Darwin and Jota and then maybe one of their defenders because obviously I think you'd rather have a Liverpool defender than a Brentford defender. And then it's like, well, what's the best of the rest, really? And it's like, well, do you go Kaminsky in goal for Luton or do you go for Flecken? I think you're going to get a lot more save points from Flecken. And Luton's fixtures aren't amazing either, really, are they? So I probably would go Flecken, to be honest. And then do you stick in another one? Probably. So here's, then if, here's, here's the interesting thing. Obviously, you played mm, City recently. Yeah. You lost at Liverpool, obviously, earlier in the season. Yeah. You made 12 saves against City. In the yeah. game at Anfield, you made eight. Yeah. But across the two games he's got coming up, that's already happened this season, made 20 saves across the two games. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole possibility there. More likely than a defender, no? I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, if we're going to score a goal, it's going to be on the break or on the counter. And it's not really going to be like, you know, regular on down. Or it's going to be like a dodgy corner or something like that. Because you know that we love to, we love our set pieces. But yeah, he's probably going to be—he's probably going to be the better pick out of it than a defender, really, because he's going to get save points. He's not going to get an assist every game, of course. That's that was a that was very fluky. But I mean, even if you take out that assist and just having that amount of saves, you're probably going to stick you in the bonus points, isn't it? Okay. Let's talk about these defenders in terms of a bit more of a longer term thinking. Yeah. Like, best one for you, if people <sighs> want to go in. There'll, there'll, there'll be people now. Even I'm in this boat. I'm looking at selling Trent, and I'm thinking really want to get a Brentford defender for this double, but it yeah. definitely will save me a transfer down the line just by having it in place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Regulon. Pinnock's so close behind it, but it's... Uh, Regulon's looked fantastic since he's played. You you know, he's, I've, I've enjoyed him since he's, since he's joined us. Yeah, um, keep enjoying him. Buy him, mate. Yeah, yeah it's honest. Fine. Yeah, you, honestly, at the moment, the way he's playing... I mean, I if Thomas know. Frank can sort out his his concentration, as oh, seen yeah. at Lar Foden's second goal against you last let's, week, let's not talk about his defensive capabilities. But yeah, his defensive capabilities are into question. But other than that, I mean, attacking wise, he's looked fantastic. He's on some set pieces now. He's on corners and bits and pieces as well. So that's always good. So you know, he's he's got that 
ability there. I mean, he should have scored as well. He's, he's, he's had a few chances. He looks like Rico Henry just without the pace and a better crossing and passing ability. And R- Rico think, Henry is a much better footballer. I'm fairly certain oh, of that, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he still can't. He still can't from an FPL point of view. He still still doesn't get that points. But um, the problem with if you're going with Pinnock or something like that is you're not gonna get. I just it's one of those where. If he gets a goal, you're, you're going to be like, I know we like set pieces and stuff, but the problem is you've got quite a lot of players in there now where it's just luck of the draw if you get that goal from him. And I just don't think that, I mean, it's, I did have a look beforehand because I know you're more of a Pinnock fan, aren't you? And well, he'll definitely play, won't he? Oh, I, I, mean, I know Reggion will it as well at the moment. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. I, I said this on a podcast on Monday. Mm. This time last year, you had a double and it was obviously much more attractive than this one coming up. And ev- nearly everybody had a Brentford defender. At the time, obviously, Ben Mee had a, a really good FPL season last year. Yeah. Most people were on that. I went down the Rico Henry route. Right? Really like him as a player. Turns out it's a bit all fart, no poo from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Because he had a terrible injury this season. But at the time, I reflected on it afterwards. And I was like, if this happens again, I ain't going for the fullback from a team like Brentford who's so good at mm. set pieces. I'm going to go and get the centre-back. If it's someone like you or even like an Everton comparison, I'd go and get like a Tarkovsky rather than a Mikalenko, for example. So, and that's what I promised myself. If this happened again, I'd go for your centre-back rather than your fullback. So I agree. But the fact that fullback's taking the set pieces... I get you. I'd probably... You know, it's, what's more likely? Pinnock to be one of the... You've got what? Pinnock, me, Collins... Norgard, Tony, they're going to head the ball in the box. So you've got, let's say, one in five chance. It's not that, obviously, talking. But uh, say you've got one in five chance of him being the one that heads the ball. Or you can get the guy that takes the corner. So I'd, I'd rather have the guy that takes the corner and, and hope he gets the assist. Um, and, I, and I get that's very different to the, the Rico Henry mm. situation from last year. That is an added added threat for Reggio. And we've already seen it with Christian Norgard's goal at Wolves at the weekend. Johnny, what Brentford you got, if any, at the moment? Not at the moment. I did have Pinnock last season, his double though. Uh, see, that's the one, wasn't it? It was like everyone was on me or Henry. Meanwhile, Ethan Pinnock was hoovering up the goals. Uh, am I right in saying he scored the only goal against you in game week 38 last year as well, Johnny? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, think he did. Yeah, I was drunk in Greece there because we'd already won. <laughs> yeah, he'd already won it all. Yeah, yeah, all that. That's right, isn't it, Tom? It was Pinnock scored. I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. The final day. There you go. So there's a bit of. Yeah, that wiped out another Edison clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, a, about two minutes to go as well. I mean, I just checked his bonus. He was top of the bonus as well, and then made the mistake because it obviously jinxed it and wiped it out. So, under consideration for you, Johnny, or or not at the moment? A little bit. I think the ship's already sailed on Tony for me. Going Darwin in for Solanke last yeah. week. Um, Tony, so Tony had a, I contemplated him a little bit, but I just wanted the upside of. Nunes. Um and then yeah, maybe Regulon is on the menu for um Trent replacement. But um it, it's now or 29, isn't it? It wasn't because I think it was 26 or 29, arguably, because I was looking at Trent to sort of Pinnock in 26, for example. But yeah. now that Trent's injured now, there's more of a case. Like I said, there's little expectation here, but just that that it will save you a transfer, it might be worth four points in the future by going for that Brentford plan now that that's how it feels yeah yeah I know what you mean like yeah like I said if if Trent's ruled out I'll probably try and get De Bruyne but I don't know if if 
circumstances mean that I have to go and find another defender, I wouldn't be against Reguilon. Might end up with him. Okay. Reguilon or Pinnock? One word, Tom. Reguilon. Okay. Would you pick him over Gabriel or Saliba this week? Away to Burnley? <laughs> I'm currently thinking, looking at that myself and deciding whether I get him in this week because it's just... No, I don't think you do. I really don't think you do. Would you pick it... him over Pedro Porra at home to Wolves? Probably not either, but you know. Would you pick him over Purvis' Stupin and Sheffield United away? Well, there's more chance he plays now, isn't there, with Hinchwood out as well. Uh, Christ. No, exactly. Probably not. Would you pick him over Kieran Trippier or Fabian Scher at home to Bournemouth? Yeah, I probably would, actually. Why over trips? <laughs> I just, they're just... So all of the three, I can imagine, like, you could get a clean sheet and then there could be some sort of extra in there, if that makes sense. Whereas just Newcastle just... They're just conceding every single game at the moment. You're going against sort of Bournemouth, who I know they've been a bit worse recently, but they are still scoring as well. So, oh, it's, again, it's it, probably not. Maybe it's like my bias as well, but it's, yeah, we are playing Liverpool and, uh, and City, so it's not like it's the world. I think the problem is it's just, it's such a difficult, it's such a difficult run. It's like, because the problem is, the nice thing with Flecken is if he gets the save points, you're going to get points which will which will go away against the conceded goals. It's just when you get ready on or if you get Pinnock, yeah, fine. Concede four, you're going to lose two points and then you need, what, a miracle goal or, or an assist to get the extra points, really. So, Realistically, if you get yeah. one in now, you're going to want to play it, right, with a, with a double. Yeah, sure. I would be playing it over, again, this is prior to Crystal Palace, Chelsea, but over, say, Bailey at Fulham or Palmer at City, yeah. for example. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I mean, if, I don't know if that's right. No, I, I think, I think, oh, yeah, probably, I don't know. Palmer against City. I mean, you got penalties. That's probably it's the only thing. Pens, there. Could that's lose five one. They could score. Could still score. It's a bit like Tony could get a penalty. He could still score. It couldn't. It's it's like, I mean, Edison won't save it, will he, Johnny? He's <laughs> you one. Oh, okay, cool. He's <laughs> two one. It won't be in a double, will it? No, <laughs> it'd, be in, it'd be in the Champions League when no one's got him. I should imagine. Yeah, that that's the problem. Time, I think it's like, yeah, well, where does it play? I, what what I would say is obviously again, if anyone does go for it, you're going to need it in 26 almost definitely. Now West Ham away looks better this week than it did this time two weeks ago, but like Pakatar might be back by then. That don't look great. Well, I've got to, so I've got Flecken and Tony at the moment, and my current thinking is to get one in for next week, not this week, because yeah. I've got because I have Pedro Porro, Gabriel, and um, a Stupanan, and it's like, well, if I bring him in, who am I going to bench for him? And so I just, I, at the moment, I've, I've got two and I'm sort of one of By the way, I didn't know that you owned all those players when I asked that question. No, I know. I know. When you were I, saying I, it, I was just I laughing, don't so. think you pick a Brentford defender this week over any of them three. I mean, I essentially, Manchester City away is the bonus game here. You wouldn't pick any of them players for Liverpool at home. What we, Are we picking players on just expected minutes now? There's is expected that, goals so. against, isn't there, unfortunately? You'd, you'd bench him. I think it's one of those where, I mean, if you've got... Maybe if you've got two free transfers. But then it's like, if you get two free transfers and you bring them in, it's like, well, you're going to want to play them, but it just just seems so wrong to want to play them against those two teams. Because, yeah, like you said, if you take them individually, then do you want to play Reguilón against Man City? No. Do you want to play Reguilón against Liverpool? No. So, yeah. Any love for Ross, Lev? No, not at all. 
I, I, I don't mean personally, mate. I'm talking about FPL now. I mean FPL wise. Okay. Personally, I think think he's a great bloke, but um, no, Christopher <laughs> I is there, and um, I at the start of the season was playing unbelievably well, and I think it could be one of those where. So I've seen a few times where we've done this back five, and I has played this sort of right back hybridy position. So basically allowing, which again makes regular that more with interesting. Lewis Potter, that's what you did against us with Lewis Potter, really high. Yeah. yeah, but I prefer it with Ayer because Roslev defensively isn't particularly good. Yeah, Ayer is much much better, and you could then almost go into a sort of back four where it's, obviously Ayer is it can play right back more right back centre back, and then just push that around sort of thing with a sort of more of a hybridy. Uh, defense, but yeah, I, I think just minutes wise, yeah, Rostov's a bit of a concern purely as well because I think the two weeks that interest you most are 26 and 29. So it's yeah. West Ham away, Burnley away, and they're the two where you might go, yeah, uh, Azure at, at right back, back yeah. four, Vissa's back in the front three with Morpe and, and Tony, for example. And, yeah, and I think it, and it changes. The only two that you're going to get, definitely, I'm well, obviously. It'll probably go wrong now. They'll play Yano at left back. But the only two that you can have that I'm confident will play 20, or like the games going forward is Regulon and Pinnock. That's the only two I could sort of go, yeah, absolutely. Whereas the others, I'm just like, one minute they could play, one minute they could be benched for another game. It just depends on formation and tactics and what we decide to do in that game, I think. Okay. The midfield three, I'm, I'm going to guess if you wanted to punt one of them as an enabler, based on what you'd said already, Jensen over Yano and Norgard, would you? Uh. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, Janot's assist for the Tony goal was magnificent, but just he's it, those two sort of sit a little bit deeper. Jensen's given a bit more freedom. He's on set pieces, some set pieces as well. So again, yes, I mean, he'll be on probably free kicks uh, or some free kicks and be on some corners. So, Norgard yeah, pops Jensen. up from now, doesn't he? He does, but that's only his second goal of the season. So, it's one of those where. I mean, Jensen's on three goals, three assists this season, I think, already. So he's definitely... Uh, last year, he was obviously very good. This year, he's not been as good, but we've been, obviously, much worse. So Yeah, he's running similar. He's on seven attacking returns so far, Jensen. He got 12 okay. last year. We all completely okay. ignored yeah, him yeah. last year, didn't we? Yeah, well, he was... Yeah, just just didn't quite work out any time, unfortunately. But no, no, I think if you were going to go there, Jensen, I know I was speaking to Tom on... Who got the assist the other day, and he's 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 Mike punting him in this week. So, uh, twin of Tom, me and him were very high a couple of summers ago on De Silva, who oh. was great when he came on against us. He really was, um, and he's got injured again, isn't he? Yeah, ACL. There was rumours even he'd done both ACLs. Uh, I think that's luckily just rumours, but he's out of contract in summer. His season is over. It's like his third massive injury as well. And I just, I really hope obviously that he's fine. Obviously the, the clubs have already said he's going to support him and stuff, but what happens in summer, I mean, I just hope he's fine and sign him up for a new contract because there's such a good player in there. Just he's never really been given the chance to do it because he just always gets injured. Okay. I'm going to finish Tom on Brentford by asking you the one question you don't want to be asked. Mm-hmm. If you were buying an enabling forward, was it, would his name be Neil Morpay or would it be Elijah Adebayo? Oh, absolutely, Neil Morpay. That's a, that without question, surely. In seriousness, this is a threat here, isn't he? And for those who, if they did want to go and enable him one, and yeah. we're heading towards twenty nine, yeah, then it's... Bumo might be back by the time Burnley in twenty nine comes around. Right? No, uh, he's been. It's one of those where, like, obviously, it's head and heart sort of thing. Like head is like no, nah, don't he's no, nah, don't obviously don't be stupid sort of thing. 
but he's actually playing so well with Tony at the moment as well. I don't think, I, at the moment, I don't think Visser comes in and replaces him. I think Visser comes in when we go back to a three up front. But I think Mbuma would come in and replace him straight away. But I don't, Visser's, Visser was poor before he went to AFCON, to be honest. And it was one of those where, when he went to AFCON, Morpé got the chance to take that position. And I actually think that he's taken it leaps and, like, he's done so much better than I, I obviously, we were joked, we've, we've been joking, obviously, since we've done these, that, you know, I think it's been, fun having him back and obviously the joy of a shit house that he is but um he's actually like football footballing wise actually been very good against wolves he could have and probably should have had a, a couple really i mean shot straight at the keeper and a header straight at the keeper but it does slightly better on both those op- you know opportunities and again it's another goal for him he's He's looking very good. He's looking very on it at the moment, which is something you never thought you'd say about Neil Morpay in the Premier League. So well I think in fairness to him, um he seems happy, doesn't he? Massive. I mean, he said such... that when he come back, like you might find his smile again and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a huge thing for. He's a massively and obviously clearly a confidence player. He never really got the minutes at Brighton and at Everton. It was sort of like so it was almost like for him. I think it was one of those. Well, as like so he got shipped off when he got shipped off from Brighton to Everton. It was like well, basically you're unwanted at Brighton, so we're going to send you to Everton. Whereas the difference from coming to Brentford is like we want you back, and therefore he's gone like oh my team wants me back and yeah it's allowed him to play the football that we all know and that he's capable of yeah, so he's, yeah he's loved well. it loved it Johnny those Brentford midfielders um, mentioned probably Jensen probably maybe the, the best one would you rather buy Rodri if you were going into yeah, this week yeah, and add two City and add sort of under six million to get a midfielder would you go Rodri yeah, probably because you, you you're unlikely to add a third city before your wild card now. He's got um, nine attacking returns this season, and I know it's a, it's like a dullard pick. He's kind of the anchor of the team. Everything goes through him. But are we overlooking this a bit? Yeah, a bit because he's not now. He he gets forward a lot more, especially when Kovacic plays next to him, which maybe just kills the argument a bit if Kovacic is injured. But um, no, yeah, when Kovacic plays with him. He's the one that gets forward, and um, yeah, he's, he's he's just he's getting better and better. Rodri, he's he's reminding me more and more of Yaya Torre. The clutch goals he comes up with, the way he just dominates midfielders on his own, and he can just score from outside the box, seeming on a on a whim. Is he clearly the best in that position in the world for you? Yeah, I presume yes. Yeah. Has he surpassed Fernandinho in your eyes now? Yeah. Are and we... I, I loved Fernandinho. And I really didn't think Rodri would. I wasn't happy with Rodri when we signed him to replace Fernandinho. Are but... we at a stage where we should be putting him in conversation with someone like Busquets? Probably. Champions League final winner. He went, he's got a whole Scorer year. As well. He's got a whole year on beaten. No, that's what I meant, as in he scored the winner. He's got a whole year on beaten. That's mad. Yeah. It is. Is it over 50 games now? Won five trophies, won the Nations League for Spain. Arguably should have won the Ballon d'Or off the back of that. I think he should have won. um, He was was City's best player in this calendar year. So to take that a different level in terms of the Rodri FPL question, if, if people just want to get kind of a third city, the beauty with him is as well, you won't be worrying about him starting in 26. No. Play, wouldn't he? So it covers you great. If I said she could have an extra million though and buy Bernardo, Rodri or 
Hunt Doku. Which one would you buy? Uh, I don't know. I'd still probably go Rodri just for safety. I'm in agreement with the with the double, yeah. And then the fact I know he'd play in 26, I'm in agreement. How many um, returns did you say he's got this year? Rodri, uh, nine, I think. In, in league, league. Five goals, four assists. He got eight last year, nine the year before. Yes, so it's nearly nearly one every two, isn't it? Considering it probably is considering the games he's been suspended for. For for the XG ones, yes, he is outperforming his his XG. Is it his XA is similar to his assist total of four. He scored five goals from according to the FPL site here, an XG of two point seven. But then he can bend them in from outside the box and stuff, can't he? So he's one of them where you probably won't you won't see him um what is it with eight shots in the box and no, if he scores from the box, it's from a set play, isn't it? Like yeah. a, from a free kick or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying for a few weeks, I don't hate that, yeah. investing in Rodri, if, if that's a solution for people, particularly if it allows something else, like oh, it gets you up from Mulpay to Tony, for example, Tom, or or something like that. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm not thinking I'm bringing in Rodri for Palmer, so this is, this is awfully how this conversation's gone. So, are you Are you seriously considering it, yeah? Yeah, it's not, again, it's one of those where I've just not not even thought about it, and it's like it just it saves the headache of well, I don't need to get Saka out for KDB. I can just go Palmer to Rodri, save me all sorts of problems down the line. Yeah, the flip is, it's like if you go treble city and you end up with someone like that, it might be difficult to move on, and then you land with Liverpool away, and then probably a blank in twenty nine. You yeah. think, oh, I don't I don't want to be sitting with with that here. Whereas then then I can bid him out for Jensen. Yeah, you, actually, Tom. Yeah, you could. That that works. Yeah, been in for Arsenal away. Yeah, that that that's the one, mate. In prep for twenty nine, we have nothing to do with Bournemouth and Luton's double in twenty eight. Ross Barkley won't appeal at all at that point. No, no. Or Marcus Tavernier <laughs> or any other alternative like that. Yeah, interesting guys. Great chat. Thank you both so much. And Johnny, especially safe flights to uh, Copenhagen, mate. Wish you well. Uh, let's do predictions before you go. Uh, Chelsea at home, Johnny. I think we'll beat 3-1. That's the Edison clean sheet. Clang up. Tom, Mm. Liverpool at home. Uh, Go on, let's go. 1-0. He says, not believing that at all. Uh, Johnny, uh, how many shots did you have at Brentford last week? Uh, Firstly, more or less next Tuesday? Probably less. Didn't we break the record? (laughs) It was a silly amount of shots, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Go on, predict the Brentford game for us. I go 2-0, City. And Tom? Uh, 3-1 to Brentford, obviously. I think probably same scoreline to honest 3-1, City. Yeah, no one was believing you. No, no. On that that one, Tom, no no one was believing you. Except for the fact you beat City twice last year, mate. Mm. We did. Anton Strong. I mean, the last team, one doesn't count, but first one, first one wasn't bad. Yeah, first one wasn't bad. Yeah. So Tony's got twice scored twice, didn't he? Uh, was it twice? Was it twice? Yeah. Johnny's not in. Yeah. Well, it's scarred in my memory. <laughs> yeah. So it's the only home game you've lost in the last two years or so, isn't it, Johnny? It was the last game before the World Cup, meaning we yeah. had to go a month on a loss. Oh, poor you. <laughs> We, we made up for it, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we, just, lost, we lost again. <laughs> just just a little bit, mate. The fact that you scored at Tottenham now means the rest of us are completely finished, I think. Uh, yeah. Thank you, gents. I think 
you saying five goals across to two, Johnny, it probably feels about par, I would say. Um, that's enough for me, I think, as long as Haaland comes through Tuesday night, all right, to say, yeah, I think that's triple captain for me, personally. Won't be yeah. for everyone. I know there's plenty setting up for bench boosts with Ethan Pinnitz and Sergio Regions and Mark Fleckens and the, and the like, Tom, because as we worked out, they probably shouldn't be in the 11 this week. Good luck to you both, gents. Uh, COTC next week, probably be Tuesday as well. Manchester United, boo, says Johnny. Against Fulham, says boo, says Tom. Uh, with Gary Robinson and Dara Curran, Sergio will be back with me for the Sky Fantasy Football Podcast tomorrow. Just sees me. So thanks again so much to Johnny and Tom. Good luck, gents. Cue music, please, man child. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.